to wherever you are, um, I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to share today from Second Corinthians chapter 11. I read from verse 1 to 4. Um, and I hope you will be blessed, you will be enriched, you will be encouraged and exhorted by this, by this, by this word. Um, I'll be reading mainly from the King James, um, but I did realize that it has a little bit of uh, difficulties in, in understanding, really, because of the way they use the English. So I'll then, um, in between, try and use the new King James Version um, where I can. So it reads as follows. Verse 1 in the King James, it says, would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. And again, just listening to that, it's very hard to understand. So basically saying he's requesting the Corinthians to bear with him in his little foolishness. And he calls it foolishness for whatever reason he, he does. And he says, and indeed, he's requesting that they should bear with him. He says, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused, for I have espoused you to one husband, um, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Hallelujah. It says, verse three. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve, through the subtlety, um so that your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And um, th that's interesting. He's, he's saying, look, I'm going to be a little bit foolish um, and I'm asking that you bear with me while I'm, I'm being foolish um, because I want to share something um, to you guys. And that's the first thing he says, I've actually given you or... I have betrothed you to one husband. And he says that husband is Christ. And he wants to present us to Christ as chaste virgins to him. But he says he's got a fear. A fear that somehow, um, as the serpent was able to deceive Eve by his craftiness. They, they use the word here in the King James, supplity, uh, um, which is craftiness. Um, he says he's able to deceive your minds and by so doing they're able to corrupt your minds uh, from the simplicity that is in Christ. Hallelujah. Now, the word simplicity there is not the word simple, that all oh, things are simple, easy, you know. But rather it's, it's, it, it means a singleness. Mm, that is in terms of sincerity, sincerity. Um, they, they, there's absolutely no self-seeking. There's, uh, there's, there's, there's pure um, generosity. Um, it's, it's, they, they also define it as a, a, a boutfulness um, um, in a way. Um, and, and, and this same word, um, this word uh, simplicity is used differently in in scripture and differently in in the epistles um, and in some cases they don't say simplicity they say sincerity or they say generosity they say bountifulness etc um, so the is as what the devil will do somehow is that he will deceive 
it deceives and it corrupts the mind. And when your mind is corrupted, what happens is that you are drawn away from the singleness or the sincerity or generosity or bountifulness that you find in Christ. Hallelujah. And most versions speak of how this means your devotion to Christ. So the, the devil deception will corrupt your mind from your devotion and sincerity to Christ. But it appears like what it does, it corrupts that simplicity um, which is in Christ. That is in Christ. Hallelujah. And I like that because if you look at it as if, oh, he will corrupt my mind and remove my pure devotion and sincerity to Christ, then it has a lot of you in it. But once you understand that that simplicity that is in Christ, that's where it is. It has nothing to do with 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 what people can then say, oh, your devotion, your sincerity to Christ, or the devil's going to come and mess up. No, the devil's going to mess up the, 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 the sincerity or the singleness or the bountifulness that you are able to find in Christ. And he says in verse 4, for if he who comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. Hallelujah. And, um, and that's just pointing you to what's going to happen, what, how, how the deception comes. It's, 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 it's subtle. It's, 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 it, it comes within a space where you might be more familiar with. It will not take you by surprise. So he says, if another preaches, if someone comes, um, for if he, he who comes preaches another Jesus. So you are aware of Jesus, um, you are aware of the Spirit, you are aware of the Gospel. But it's coming with another Jesus. It's coming with a, di- a different Spirit that you received. It's coming with a different Gospel. Then that's something you need to put up with. You do not compromise that. Hallelujah. And he's writing this and he's saying he's got a fear that the devil can come and, and, and actually corrupt your mind through his craftiness and corrupt your mind and take you away from the simplicity which is in Christ. Now, this then behooves us to go back to how he, 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 he interacted with Eve in Genesis chapter 3. And we are told that the serpent was more subtle than any other beast that was created. Um, and that was created. And, and actually, when he starts to question Eve, he doesn't say something that's out of line. He doesn't say, no, eat this tree, it's nice. He doesn't say that. He says, did God really say you shall not eat of this tree? You get what I'm saying? So he's, he's, he's picking from what is already available. He's not trying to pick out stuff that is obviously overtly clear that this is not from God. But he's, he's actually questioning that that is already there. Did God really say you shall not eat? And she responds by saying, she said we should eat. He said we should eat, but not of the tree of good and evil, for lest we should die. And then that's where he starts, because he's hooked you. You think, I oh, know, we're speaking what God said, we're in God's word, we're in the scripture. And then he says, surely you won't die. You will be like him. And that's the twisting, and that's the, the cunningness, and that's the craftiness that then happens, which then messes up your mind, and you miss out on the simplicity of Christ. And therefore, he says, you must be cautious who is going to come and preach to you. You must be careful 
who's going to come and minister to you. You must be careful of the kind of message that you're listening to you. You're listening to because if the message in anyhow is now changing, you can stand up against it. You can stand up against it. You need to, you should not put up with it. And I, I want to say to you, now he's writing to the Corinthians church and he's telling them about uh, if someone else preaches another Jesus, if someone else comes with a different spirit, if something, so how would they know that this is another Jesus? How would they know that this is a different spirit? How would they know that this is not the gospel? Hallelujah. And it makes sense why he's speaking to the Corinthians because it's the Corinthians where he starts in chapter 1 asking them that you be of, when he first Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10, he says, I ask, I am begging with you, brethren, that you be of the same mind, eh? be of the same judgment. He's begging them that they must speak the same thing. He says, because I've heard that there is contentions among you. There are people who say, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul, I'm of Paul, I'm of Peter. He says, no, Christ is not divided. You cannot say I belong to this. Christ is not divided. And then he goes on to explain that Christ crucified is the wisdom of God, that Christ crucified is the power of God. So when he starts the second chapter of Corinthians, he says, I came to you with nothing else but the message of the crucified Christ. Hallelujah. I wanted to know nothing among you, Corinthians, except Christ and him crucified. And he says, my speech was not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but it was in the demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that you might have faith in the power of God, which is the Christ crucified. Because he has already explained in the previous chapter that Christ crucified is the power of God. Hallelujah. So it is now makes sense that after he has explained this to this church, he is now bringing an awareness or saying, beware guys, because I have espoused you to one husband, that is Christ. I don't want anything else, hallelujah. I don't want you guys to be to be messed up and polluted. I'm presenting you as chaste virgins to Christ, hallelujah. But I am now in fear, somehow the devil or the serpent might be able to come and use his craftiness to corrupt your minds and remove you out of the simplicity of Christ. So how is he going to do that? He's going to twist the message. He's going to tweak the message to a point that even if you are in it, you won't be able to see. But you must be very vigilant to stand against this thing. If anyone's going to present another Jesus, if anyone's going to present another gospel, if anyone's going to come with a different spirit than you have received. So what is the Jesus we received? What is the gospel we received? That Christ crucified is the power of God. You have We have absolutely no compromise. Now, what this man is trying to say is that there is absolutely no compromise in the message. We do not compromise the doctrine. That's why he's saying be of the same mind. He's saying be of the one judgment. He's saying speak the same thing. Don't be divided. Let there be no contentions. I belong to this place. I belong to that place. I belong to Paul. I identify myself. He says Christ is not divided. So once we see a divided Christ, or a divided people thinking they are serving Christ, we know that's not the message. Once we hear a message that, that, that instills division within the, 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 the church, we know that's not the message of Christ. Once we see a message that exalts itself above the Christ, we see that this is not from God. 
This is not what we should be listening to. This is not the spirit that we should be receiving. Hallelujah. And Paul is saying to you, you need to stand up against this thing. You don't, you put, you don't put up with these kind of things. You don't put up. You don't just accept, oh yeah, it sounds good. No, we do not accept division. We do not accept contentions. We do not accept strivings. We do not accept congregations where the message is about a place where we worship a man or a woman. We do not accept a message where we worship a name of a church. We do not accept a place where there's divisions and the lack of understanding, where there's different doctrines and understandings because it, it can be accommodated. We stand against those things because that's not the Jesus we had. That's not the message we had and that's not the gospel. And this is the craftiness of the devil infiltrating and Paul says, I am scared. I'm scared this is going to happen. And when he infiltrates, he will mess you up. And when he messes you up, he takes you away from the simplicity, the singleness that is in Christ. Hallelujah. I hope this blesses you. I hope this awakens you. And look, if I was you now after listening to this, you'll be running to the book of Corinthians because you want to know what is this gospel that this man was talking about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, I hear people say, he says in 1 Corinthians 3, some say I'm of Apollo, some say I'm of Paul. He says, who, who, what is Paul? What is Apollos? But today we have to bow to men. Hallelujah. Because they twerk the message to make you fear. Hallelujah. Be blessed. Be free. Son of God. Be free. Be free. Be set free now. Be set free. This message must set you free. Hallelujah. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. And you know what? These people can say they're quoting scripture. I want to tell you something. The devil uses the same stuff. And he twerks the very same thing that is spoken of God. We see it when Jesus is being tempted in the wilderness. And the devil twerks the very same thing. He twerks it. Hallelujah. He uses scripture to try and get Jesus to, to bow. But it didn't work. He didn't put up with it. In Jesus' name. Amen.